This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You're listening to the Scarf Pagara War. For county fans, by county fans. Oh, great flick up by Alan Armstrong. Oh, what a beauty! Oh, what a beauty! I'm wasting all my life for that. What a screamer! So we're for the match at the courtyard for the courtyard club call. I fucking did my head in that. Uh, right, we've got Phil, we've got Nick, we've got Waggy, we've got Dan. Um, seen the team, what do you make of the team? Exactly as I predicted. They go up to a back three, putting, bringing Torre back in instead of uh, Sars, who's injured. So, yeah, exactly as I was expecting. 11 out of 11 on fan hub, so I'm happy. Does it bother you that we've gone to a back three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's after the game. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I expected it because that's how we played against Swindon in the second half, and it, it worked then. We just scored four goals against them, so I don't know. Okay. What's your prediction then for today? 3 0, counting. Nice. Nick, Nicholas, what's yours? Prediction 2 1, counting. Okay. Talk us through that. And so, we'll score two, <laughs> and they'll score one. No, I think uh, 2 0 two up. On the hour mark, and then they'll get one, make it a nervy ending. So we do a bit of jeopardy. Oh, you you like your jeopardy, don't you? you yeah, but like I, I do like my jeopardy, <laughs> but I want us to absolutely piss the league. I want us, I want us to have it won by Easter, just for once, and then we can go back to having it being nervy again from next season. There was a bit of jeopardy last week, to be fair, wasn't there? So, yeah. Did you? When Bailey scored, I just jumped up and just buckled and I went. Where were you last week, anyway? Was it home? No, no, no. Where were you watching it? Oh, Saturday. The Gambia. Saturday. No, I, managed to, I didn't have to go anywhere. I managed to find a stream that worked, so I didn't have to. Uh, didn't have to go anywhere. Nice, nice. nice. All above board this week. Case, so that's a problem. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, Waggy, what do you think? Three one. Oh, three one. I think three one. Yeah. It's scorers. Scorers. Um, I think Bailey will get another one, and uh, Wotton will get two. Nice. You're going to put a bet on that? Um, I will do once I've not got my hands full. Right, he's, he's holding my pint at the moment. He's holding my pint. Uh, Dan, what do you reckon? 3-0. 3-0. Go on, who scorers? Uh, scorers? Uh, Tanto, Wutton, 
Bailey. Yeah, he's, he said Sanso. No one else said Sanso, have they? I wasn't asked, but I'd, I'd have said Sanso. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've, you've been on the podcast now. I know, yeah. Right? You've <laughs> like, yeah, I know, yeah. I got stitched up with a quiz. <laughs> do, do you not do anything unless you're asked? Um, <laughs> that, that's a question you should answer it. Oh, oh, um, <laughs> um, wow, okay. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say 4-0. Four nil. Four nil. I'm going to go Wooten Attrick and Tanto. I think we're going to absolutely paste them today. That's, that's my feeling. Well, I hope so. Let's, cool. let's equal that record. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good point if we do it. We just yeah, uh, 12 yeah, in a row, isn't it? Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, cool. Right, so you'll, we'll probably do a bit of audio after the match. Me and Dan in the car. Right, cheers everybody. See you later. So half time at Edgley Park. It's Stockport County one, Colchester United nil. Um, I'm here with Dan. Nobody else really, unless somebody comes up and we might chat to him. But Dan, what do you reckon of the first half? Felt a bit like Swindon first half, except that we scored a goal and they didn't. Yeah, it felt quite pedestrian at times. That they were having a lot more than they should have. Should have, maybe should have um, had a couple more shots where we were just kind of messing about with it around the edge of the box but can't really be angry when you're 1-0 up can you? No and that's it and if you don't play particularly well and you're still 1-0 up at half time obviously it was the opposite against Swindon we were 1-0 down at half time so it's, that's a lot really doesn't it? I don't know what you mean the, the, the shots haven't been either side of the keeper almost they've almost been down his neck haven't they? Exactly nice and easy catches them Yeah so We'll see what happens second half. We're shooting towards the railway end second half, which is a bit annoying, but um, so-so. You know, that's what it is. They, they won the toss, so there you go. Um, and we'll see what happens, and we'll be back at full time, um, hopefully with three points and that record of 12 in a row. There you go. Here we are. After the match, 2-0 against Colchester in the car going home. Um, we had a bit of a talk before the match and at half-time. What did you make of the second half, Daniel? I thought it was much better than the first half, a lot more convincing. Um, could have probably had one or two more, but just didn't, get the ch- just didn't have the shots at the end of the day. But still, absolutely battered him in that second half, and I'm very pleased about that. Yeah, it's, it, it reminded me of the, um, of the Swindon match a bit. But obviously we were one 0 up at half time, um, and I'm, and well as we said in the week as well, they're coming and attacking out. These teams are coming and having a go. They're not sitting back. I mean, we can always reap the rewards of them being a bit too reckless because they obviously overstepped overstepped the line that they could have. Um, yes, yeah, kind of like um, overcommitted at points. Yeah, and we managed to obviously get get past, get round Ben with some really good long kicks. Um, camps when he came on was absolutely brilliant. He just picking apart one or two of their players, getting it round. So yeah, I think their biggest downfall today was the fact that they didn't actually try and sit back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Which if we'd be playing them in the second half of the season, I'm pretty sure that would be the case. Um, just letting somebody go with a pram. Um, but yeah, and what a lovely finish from Camps as well. Oh yeah, that that, that volley. Side-footed. How did he get that much power on that? I have no idea, but I'm really glad it went in. Yeah, really, really Woo! good. Really good. And minutes for other players as well. Paddy came on. Powell towards the end. Noyal as well. Noyal. So looking good. And that's the record as well. Equaled. We've got um, Newport next, haven't we? Newport away next. 
excellent stuff. Right, so what we'll do is we'll leave you with uh, the lads on the Courtyard Club call. See you later. I'm racing all my life for that. What a screamer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Courtyard Club Call with me, Russ Johnson. I'm delighted to be joined, as ever, by Waggy and Dan. You okay, boys? Yeah, not too bad. Hello. All good? Good, good. Worth pointing out is Dan Culverwell for this co- for this clo- Courtyard Club Call, as is every week or most weeks. And it's Dan Johnson who appears on the audio that you've just heard pre-match, mid-match or half-time. Not called mid-match, is it? It's called half-time. It has a name. It's called half-time. Yes. <laughs> and then... It's going all American. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, we had a 2-0 two, two shutout, didn't we, on Saturday? Yeah. Um, um, in the red area. In the... <laughs> um, and then post-match as well in the car. So you've just heard that audio um, and... A lot of that will transition over into this into this podcast. So we'll we'll get going. We'll talk about the two 0 win against Colchester on Saturday. If I just quickly go through our lineup, so it was Hinchliffe in net, Pie Horsefall, uh, Torre and Southam Hales, Akil Wright, Crowsdale, Collar, Bailey, Wooten, and Alafi. Any surprises for you guys there? For me, yeah, I thought Powell would have. I thought we'd have kept the same system as we've been playing previous to Sars going off, and I thought that Powell would have just dropped in straight in for Sars. And then I actually did think that he'd possibly drop uh, right and move Pi across and bring Torre as a more natural left back. That would be that's what that's what I went with on Fan Hub. Uh, quite surprised that it looked like we were going to be playing a three-five-two to start with. But once we started playing it, you saw that it was a back four and Akil was sitting in front with Crowsdale. So, yeah, yeah. so um, not a real surprise. I mean, you'd say Torres a more natural left back, so you'd expect him to come in. But pai has been playing well there. So, as you say, it's a winning team. How how do we actually drop somebody to <laughs> to fit everybody in? Yeah. I mean, I, had, I thought Camps would replace Sarsevich and, like you said, keep the same line up and just have like I say, not no major changes in formation or anything. I just had camps down um, on there. But same again, in hindsight, was it bringing Torre in and changing that formation is what he did when Sarsovic went off. Yeah. So in hindsight, you sort of think about it and it, it weren't a massive shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was, because against Swindon, there was a marked improvement, wasn't there, when we went to four at the back? Yeah. Um, yeah. As you say, I think that, as you say, it's good to see that we can change around because as you say it wasn't working at Swindon and you know Sars got injured so he was given the opportunity to change it changed it well um and say you know changed it again yesterday uh and I think he sort of said in his um post-match um interviews basically saying that we don't really play a set system as such um we're you know we're different when we're up when we've got the ball and when we've not got the ball different yeah. we change it around then and so yeah, it's yeah. I was going to say it's difficult to drop anybody in that squad now in the team at the minute, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he, obviously, I watched it on the stream and obviously on the commentary as well. It looked like we started with a back four, um, back three. Sorry, but the problem was they only had one striker up front, and you had three central defenders marking one player. So I think obviously by the commentary with um, John Kieran, who said there's obviously instructions to Akil Wright to sort. Of Make into that midfield 
yeah. um, and sort of mark, you know, get into that midfield. And there's, like I say, bits in the game where he actually looked like he was doing a man-to-man job on their number 10. Yeah. Mm. He sort of seemed to be going across the pitch. He weren't just staying in Akil in one position, like that second pivot point. He was actually coming across to the left-hand side, following that number 10. So there was bits in the game where it looked like he was just doing a man-to-man job. But you can, like you say, you know, ta- technically and tactically, you know, Chalon has seen something. He's made changes during the game and it's 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 worked for us. Yeah. And he's got the tools at his disposal to do that as well, hasn't he? So um you can with a with a lesser squad or lesser depth, you've got you you're restricted more, aren't you? So that you know, it's, it's proof in the pudding that you know that, that squad depth is probably gonna get us very, very far, and it's worth you know lots of extra points as the season goes on. Yeah, um, that number 10, just picking up on him. I mean, we'll talk about Colchester as a whole in a second, but he were he was their danger man for me. Um, and I was quite pleased when you when you messaged uh, Dan and said you could see that he was doing that. I started to watch him, and he was for a large part, well, obviously, until he went off. I kill right. Um, he was uh, he was he was doing a job on him, but I thought he was lively. That ch- it's chill, chilvers, isn't it? Chilvers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. like in that number forty-two, um, February. Yeah, uh, the right winger or right back, whatever he was playing, he seemed quite dangerous as well, didn't he? And then that lad up front, Tovid. Yeah, he was, he was, a, he was a Scott Quigley, wasn't he? He was a right shit house. Yes, <laughs> every time he was wrestling, wasn't he? I, I think it was one of them games where you have to be careful not to look at the league table. And think, oh, they're quite well down. But you look at the form guide, and they were one of the form teams in the division over yeah, the last four, four and six, years. or yeah, four and six, or something like that, isn't it? And they've drawn yeah. the other two, I think, in the league. And to be honest, I think that was, you know, over the season. This is one of the games that you will actually look back. It won't be a game that we remember for any sort of magic moments and stuff, but it will be a, a pivotal game of a victory of. You know this run and obviously the season as a whole, um, yeah. and I don't think they'll be the worst team that will play this season. I, you know they're one of the teams you think they're only missing something, and they should. For me, that they're a top eight team. I thought on the way they played, um, yeah, they're a very young team. I think on John Kieran said that the average age of them were like 22, 23. So it's a very young five. Is yeah. that average age? So, yeah, we involved credit to Colchester. I thought they, you know, they had a game plan. They nearly executed it. Um, we weren't by no means at our best. And we, we're going to have games then like that during the season where we're not at our best and we have to grind it out and have them moments of quality. And uh, this was one of them games for me. Yeah. And the the only real moment of quality in that first half was the ball out from... Crowsdale, Crowsdale, yeah, yeah out yeah. to South of Males, and then and then the but you know the, the, a great a great cross that that caused the defenders panic. I, I, I for me, I the the wooden ball to collar, uh, where he sort of flicked it on the outside, outside, outside of his foot. Yeah, oh, for me, I, I to be honest, I think collar should be made to do press ups for that miss. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not being funny. He's even if the goalkeeper makes a save understand that but he's he's probably for one of the worst misses I've seen in a long long while and you so unmarked you know I can't remember which game it was I don't know if it was QPR in the cup um, back in the 90s where I think Ferdinand missed an absolute sitter 
and he's ended up doing press ups um, <laughs> for doing the you know straight on the pitch in the six yard box from absolutely missing a sitter, and that was one of them. He should have been made to do ten press ups for absolutely that miss. It's funny though because in the ground, I mean, I don't know what I don't know about you, uh, Waggy, but from where I was sat, <clears throat> I mean, I'll be I'm in upper tier one, so the angles are a bit different. It just looked like a miss to me, and I was like, the crowd just went, "Oh, it's a miss." No, nobody around me or around us started to think, you know, "Oh, miss of the season." How has he missed that? You know, when you when you normally yeah. think that it was a bit yeah, of a no, it's, I think it was it it was close because I'm I'm um, upper tier three, so I'm sort of pretty much behind the goal. Um, and yeah, it was it, it looked it was a it was a, it looked like a bad miss because he was in the middle of the goal, the ball was coming to him. I think, as I say, I don't think he realised he had that much time because I think he yeah. he didn't need to he didn't need to do a diving header. You know what I mean? Yeah. He could have put his foot out for it, um, but I think he'd already made his decision that he was going um, going with his head. Um, but yeah, I think he definitely needs to be on heading practice this this week. Doesn't <laughs> two or two or two or three that, that went to him and he, and well, yeah, he, had, he, had he didn't, he didn't spoon him or anything, but he just didn't put him on target, did he? Yeah. So well, he had an he had a, an act trick of chances with his head. He, yeah. The first one was the just before the penalty shout with Odin Bailey. Yeah. Um, which I looking at it on the t- on the stream, it looked like a penalty. Obviously, I'm looking at it from yeah. behind and the players are masking, but it it looked. I mean, obviously, you guys will have a better view of yeah, it. it from where I thought it was a penalty. I definitely thought it was a penalty because I say again, I'm just behind. I was just behind that, and everybody around me all shouted for a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that I think the referee. I don't know what he was. He just didn't seem. He didn't seem on it for the first fifteen, twenty minutes. Certainly, because I think there was one. Um, there was that that penalty shout. I think there was another. There was two other instances where there should have been free kicks. They were quite bad challenge. One for them and one for us. So they say again. The only consistent thing was he was terrible for both teams. Yeah, but he's not given a penalty this season, though, has he? Oh, is he not? Right. No, he's not. Given, he's not given a penalty this season, and no, it's he's, he's done seven games this season in the championship, giving out thirty-one cards, which is I think it's an average of about four point four yellow cards a game, and obviously we had four yellow cards in that game on Saturday, three to county, which is apart the second highest number of yellow cards we've had in a game for county, apart from the Walsall game where we got five yellow cards, so. Considering he's meant to be a championship referee, I I don't think he was no. anywhere near better no, than what that surprised me that he's supposed to be championship. He yeah. didn't look he didn't look, he didn't look any he didn't look any better than any referee that we've had this season. No, but let's 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 not let's not fool ourselves that the refereeing gets better up the leagues you go or down the leagues. You go. Yeah, yeah. That's what you'd expect, though, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, back to Collar, though. I, I don't think we I don't think we could dig him out too much on on no. on, on one miss or a few misses because he's got credit in the bank, hasn't he? So, yeah, of course. Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, they say for me, it was just one of them games where the overall team just seemed to be a little bit behind yeah. the part, the standards they've set themselves. Carlo was no difference to anybody else, really. You know, they did enough. and But that's how it will be this season. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. they 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 were basically, as soon as they, as soon as the, we got the ball, they were like, there was at least seven, you know, they were almost playing a back seven, wasn't they? They really were trying to blow. But, and they say it, it worked because I think it frustrated us and, Again, we sort of started dropping down to them, and you could see that all they wanted to do was just low block, defend as much as they can, and then 
try and hit it, like say to number ten forty two or their number nine, because they both seem to have a bit of speed on them, didn't they? So, yeah. I mean, the first goal, I know their managers obviously commented they think he thought it was offside. Um, if you look at the highlights and pause it as soon as Crowsdale makes that pass, I think you can see that Southam Hales isn't isn't onside. He's in line at best, if not if if you know behind. Um, the only one I thought might be offside. Left back and the centre back there, can't you? You can't see the other the other two. Yeah. I thought it was onside, but again, I'm sat behind it, and he did look yeah. onside to me. Yeah, on the highlights, so you, you pause it just when Crowsdale makes that pass. You can see. South Wales making that run, and as I say, for me, he's onside. I don't know if Wooten is in the middle at that moment of the ball is passed to South Wales, if Wooten was actually offside or not. But, um, you know, like you say, that 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 goal's all just come from, for me, the, the pass from Crowsdale. Um, you know, South Wales, it'd be nice. I still I want him to score so desperately. I can't remember when the last time he scored. He's not for the last two seasons, three seasons. Was it, talk? Was, it, was it talk here at home again, behind closed doors? Possibly, yeah. So he's not, he's not even scored in front of county fans for a no, long time. No. He may have scored since then, um, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I, I, just, I, I just so want him to put his foot through that and smash it into the net. Um, you know, same again. Away days with county are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at Edgeley Park. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Scrappy goal won't be remembered for anything else, but... You know, it's nice to see Wharton scores all types of goals. Um, you know, and it's just as important as one is the like the the fantastic goal he scored last week at Swindon for me. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as you say, they had to. That, they, it was good good to get the goal just before half time. Um, I think they were unlucky with that little back heel off their number nine that came off the crossbar. Um, but yeah, I think did again. I didn't think they looked. Really, a threat. They they looked out. You know, as you say, we if we were playing a back three or a back four, they only literally had that number nine up front, didn't they? Really, so it was just trying to get it up to him or get it get it past us. But I think we were we were pretty decent at containing them. Most yeah, of the I mean, time. If, that, if that back heel went in, would that have been one of the best away goals we've seen at Edgeley Park? Because <laughs> I, I, you know, you they replayed it about three times on the stream and you're still thinking how has he managed to actually flick it, get so much power on that on his, yeah. his back heel and like you say their centre forward one of them players actually I quite like because he was giving Horseful an absolute torrid time he absolutely you know he, he was up for a fight you know and I like to see that in yeah. players at times and once he couldn't get much change out of Horsfell he went over then sort of started picking on pie a little bit <laughs> I thought do you know what I mean and he, he, he but he knew the line he weren't he weren't yeah. doing a 
um, what we've seen before. They just run around like headless chicken, wanting mm. to kick players up left, right. Said they were doing it cleverly. He knew what the the lines were, what you were going to get away with, and what you weren't. And he was being a nuisance. Yeah. Um, and I quite like that, to be honest. Um, out of him, and like you say, you, like you say, you look at him and you think that they're in that in a team, Colchester, that's that far away from actually getting some good results and climbing that table. Yeah. Yeah, and, he's, and he's, he's, we said this about Swindon as well, didn't we, last week? You know, they've got some good players and, and Colchester are the same. They've got some really good players in there. I just think it's League Two as a, as, as a whole. You know, we've come from non-league where, especially in National League North, down near the bottom, there were some teams that you just rolled over. Less so, but they were still there in the National League. Um, coming yeah. to League Two, generally, nobody rolls over, do they? Unless they're having a bad day. They don't generally roll over for a full season, is, is what I'm saying. So they've got some really yeah. good professionals in there. Um, so just on to half-time then, because listening to Charlie's post-match, he's, he was like us, I think, disappointed with the first half, felt that we weren't on the front foot. And he actually said that we didn't have the swagger um, of a team that were on a good run. And I, he did say not to sound you know overconfident there, as, as if we're going to go and beat everybody, but... He's, he's right, though, isn't he? I mean, you come out, you're at home, it's nearly 10,000 in the ground. Colchester have made it difficult for us, yeah, but yeah, you're, you're expecting more, aren't you, from a first-half performance? Yeah, I think so. I, but again, is it was the record, or is the record, was it playing on the minds a bit, but or was it just the way that Colchester set themselves up and wanted yeah. to play? I think that's that, to me, it was it was more them frustrating us and we sort of getting trying to work out what was the best way to to get at them. Um, and I think, I mean, again, yeah, Challoner said, I think there'd have been more than one change at half-time if we hadn't scored just yeah. before half-time. Yeah. Um, but as you say, again, he'd come out and, you know, in his post-match saying about what he was saying in the in the um, changing room, you know, that we should be, should be on the front foot. We are at home. We are on an 11-game, you know, 11-game unbeaten run. So go out there and, you know, unpick it. Um, and I think, yeah, bringing camps on that changed it again, didn't it? And the, well, immediately. We'll start yeah. in the second half. What, 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 what a first touch. <laughs> so, let, I mean, let, let, let's cover that now. Um, yeah, what a first touch. Was it actually his first touch? It, not his, the ball it was his that. first touch since he came on. Right. 50, short, yeah, 50 seconds in or something, was it? 50 seconds yeah. in, yeah. So, oh. yeah, I mean, wow. But they said they did again. Uh, Maka said it, didn't he? he? Said they've been working on that on the training pitch, but it was actually meant for Collar. Yeah, um, Collar was supposed to be in that position, but he had a man on him, so he moved away to give Camps that space. And as you say, he's he's gone through pretty much every single player that's on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at the replay, it's just it's absolutely superb finish. Yeah, just yeah. it's like side footed it into the back of the net. He's it was absolutely passed it the, yeah, yeah, yeah he passed it into the back of the net, didn't he? Absolutely super finish. Was was number ten Chilvers on the post? Or, or he, I think there was there was, a, but he'd moved. If I think if you look on the yeah, highlights, he moved away, he moved and then, off the post, didn't he? He'd moved more two or three yards into the center of the goal. So I think that's where the gap. That's where the gap was. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, mm-hmm. him to, for him to be able to put it through that amount of players and just say just pass it into the back of the net. Is absolutely superb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, mention as well for Macker is because that thought his delivery for you know yeah. set pieces for the whole game was actually spot on. I mean, I know he's got obviously two assists, but yeah, you can like I said the 
you know, it was one of my bugbears at the beginning of the season that looked like we weren't doing enough on set pieces, attacking them yeah. or defending them. But you can tell that the, you know, they are trying to do different things and not just sort of like put it in an area for Horsfall to attack with his head. Mm. You know, they are trying to pull, you know, short corners and ones looping at the back and stuff like that. So, yeah, the delivery of Maka was absolute. If that's what they've been working on, he couldn't have put that ball any better on his on Cam's yeah. um, foot. Yeah, definitely, and definitely up there as one of the goals of the season. Do you think it'll be in the it'll be in the running at the end? I think so. I think yeah, I think so. As you say, he's a superb corner, and he's passed it into the back of the net. He's just yeah. an absolute quality. You know what I mean? He's not as if he's just lashed at it or anything like that. He's properly controlled that and passed it into the back of the net. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been saying timing of the goal is so so important, and you know any. That team talk, obviously, Colchester have had at half-time has just gone completely out the window. Their game plan has not even started and it's already ended for that second half. And um, you know, 2-0 lead, though, is a bit dangerous. We've had 2-0 leads before and seen Black Grimsby and we nearly chucked it away. So it, well, the game wasn't over um, by any means at that point. No, it wasn't. And by all accounts, I mean, if, if we look at the stats, second half, Colchester had the better of it. We only had uh, one shot on target, which was the camp's effort. They've they've had the um, same amount of total shots in the second half, but three on target. And one was the big chance that, um, you know, upstep Hinchliff again. Yeah, it seems that he does it at least once a game, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily a world class save, but it was a it was a pivotal save. You know what I mean? If that had gone in two one, then as you say, do we get a bit nervous? No, like we did against Grimsby or not. But yeah, as you say, he was just. Um, I mean, we'll talk about man of the match at the end, uh, but it was it was a brilliant save, and it definitely kept us kept us in. And again, again, I don't think they looked. We looked. We looked comfortable. Didn't we? I thought yeah. we looked pretty comfortable, and again we had that extra gear that we could move into if needed. If they'd have got one back, you'd think you'd have seen us step up again and go at them. Um, because as you say, yeah, goal either side of half time that quickly, it scraps whatever plan that they've come to Stockport County with. It's just gone completely out the window, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and in and in the second half as well. I mean, yeah, they've had the better of the chances. They've had the better quality of chances. Um, for those interested, that actual shot from Tavid, or what is it, Tavide? Tavid. Um, yeah, the the xG on that actual attempt was 0.76, which I think that equates to um, if you score, then it's obviously one point zero, isn't it? Because you've because it's a goal, the xG. You're expected to get a goal and you've got it, and it's 0.76 just for that effort. Um, which, yeah, I'm not really sure how that works out to be honest or what that means, but for those interested, um, but it's funny because, yeah, it sounds, sounds like you know what you're talking about, sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> so total shots, we, I mean, we equaled them in total shots in the second half, we had more corners than them, but it didn't feel like it didn't feel like we were going to go ahead, you know, and get a third to me, but like you say. If they'd have got one back, we we would have. It felt it, we probably would have just you know made some changes earlier, um, and 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 you know took the game by the scruff of the neck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, as you say, yeah, they did. 
yeah, they only had one corner all game, didn't they? And that mm. was quite that was quite late on, wasn't it? That the first, their first corner in the second half. It's about seventy minutes. You got a better memory than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, because I think we we commented it on the, where where we sat. It was like that's their first corner, surely. I don't remember him having a corner, and it was quite. It was say it was definitely towards the seventieth minute, if I remember. Fair news. Yeah, there's, there's no stats to tell us that, so it's just purely off my memory. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there is somewhere. Um, um. So substitutes then. Kyle Noel came on for Crowsdale, Madden for Bailey on eighty three, and then right at the end, um, when. Three minutes of injury time were announced, which I was quite surprised at. Um, I thought we were in for at least seven, given the <laughs> given the uh, performance of referees this season. Yeah. Um, what do you make of Noel, Madden, and Powell? Um, I think they were just there just to sort of shore it up, wasn't it? Really, I think Pam, um, Madden dropped dropped back, didn't he? He seemed to be playing behind yeah. again, um, and he was just there just to say, just to break it up and. Just again, just to be a bit more pressure and try and try and press them once they've got the ball, so they didn't get the opportunity to get it passed up the up the pitch. So I think because they were quite late, I don't really think there was they didn't have much of an impact. There was nothing outstanding that I can remember from any of them. I can't even remember where did he put, where did where did Noel go? Where did he put him? Instead of Noel, uh... he put him, he went to a back five, didn't he? he put him, yeah, he put him in the back, didn't he? Yeah. Um, when Crowsdale went off and then brought, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was just and surprised that Powell didn't come on until the 90th. But again, Camps was there, wasn't he? And Camps was playing in doing doing the role of the yeah. attacking midfielder. I mean, Niles, for me, is starting to show some massive worth when you look at that subs bench. Because he's, you know, he's been brought on as a left back. He's been brought on, obviously, as a right back. He's been brought on to be put in, I think, centre midfield, left wing, right wing. You know, having that versatility of having somebody. When we same again, this time when he came into the club, we said he was the best player in the team. Yeah. Um, and obviously, he's going to fight for his spot to get back into the starting eleven. But to have him on the bench, that you can bring him on basically anywhere. Yeah, we know he can play in the in the back three, probably play in the back four at a push. Um, you know, it's so this for year's, me, no, he's Hippolyte, isn't he? He's this year's yeah. Hippolyte. Yes, yeah. playing playing wherever on the pitch. But as you say, when you can't, when he first came, it was like I can't see how Southam Hales gets back in this team, and then it's like now it's like I can't see how Southam Hales gets dropped out of this team or how Noel gets back into this team. So he's got to have that versatility, hasn't he? Um, to be able to play somewhere different, because as you say, you, you can't drop can't drop Maka. He's he's been absolutely fine this season, and he's not been injured much either. Which yeah, is yeah. Another thing. just about yeah, he's to been say, upgraded, been, up, been upgraded to McCoy's rather than Pringles. I was going to say <laughs> what what are we upgrading him to. So he's gone from what's he gone from? Pringle oh, made out of Pringles. He's a hobnob at the moment. He's, <laughs> yes, a, he's a hobnob. He's, he's gone up from crisp. He's, he's into the. He's into the elite Stella biscuit. He's, you know, he's a hobnob. He's a hobnob. He's a hobnob. He, can be dumped, he can be dumped many times and still hold his. He's not falling into the bottom of your cup of tea. Yeah, there we go. It's official. Southam Hills is a hobnob. Okay, cool. Um, 
Good stuff. Uh, I guess f- coming to the end, then we've already spoken about the referee. I don't th- don't think we need to go over that again. Uh, man of the match. Now, the sponsors' man of the match was Hinchliff. Yeah, I, I'm guessing. I think there was a few comments on Twitter and stuff about this. Is that whoever it was that was sponsoring them wanted a picture with Hinchliff, so that's why. Oh, right. Why, why he got the why he got the why he got the man of the match. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was a bit of a strange one. I'd say there was no, it, but and it sort of played into their manager's um, hands, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, because he he came and said, "You can tell, you know, their man, their their team, their man of the match was the goalkeeper." So it shows that, and it's like, no, that it's just uh, for me, it was Maka. I thought, yeah. but I don't think there was nobody that really stood out for me. Everybody just did the job that they needed to do. Yeah. If you know what I mean, they all just played. They were say they were all like a seven, wasn't they? Type yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no fives and there were no eights. It was yeah. like you say, everybody was a seven. Some players we know can play better. Yeah, um, a lot, lot better. But like you say, it's it's just about ticking these games off, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Who's you know, uh, Dan? Who's your man of the match? I, I'd go same again. So, uh, for me, you know, we all love Ben um, and. You know, I don't think he gets enough appreciation of actually how good he is. And I think when the day that Ben does move on, I think we'll probably realise actually how good of a goalkeeper he actually was for us. Um, but in on the game, I thought South and Hales or even Wharton were probably a little bit ahead of him. Um, but yeah, Maka for me, same again. Um, he's, he's been outstanding since he's, he's got his opportunity in. Um, I'm hoping that other players are sort of seeing the saying that if you opportunity comes along, you have to take it like he's doing. Um, January's coming up close, and like you said, them there will be changes again in the squad, players coming in, um, and if you've not got the value to challenge, then you'll be out the door. Yeah, um, yeah, good he's challenge. Only four, four appearances off is a hundred. Yes, Salvin um, Hales. Now he said that, didn't he, in his post match? Yeah, he said taken long enough, which he, which he has. He's been out for a lot of it, hasn't he? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, he's, yeah, certainly last last season, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, but it's a it's a fair assessment. I'm just looking at the Fop Mob, which is my new now go to uh, stats page. Um, and yeah, I mean there was there was three players that got above eight, uh, which is South of Hales, Hinchliffe, and Wooten. I think Wooten probably just for the goal and and the work rate, I would say, um, and then. Four that were slightly below seven, so they were in the late sixes. So that was Wright, Pie, Alafi, and Crowsdale, and the rest were all in sevens. So, um, a, a fair assessment from from the pair of you. You've, yeah. you've you've seen what's happened, and you've relayed it very eloquently. And um, um, what's it? Barry and Sarsovic were in the courtyard beforehand. Um, Sars. Is hoping to be back for the older shot game. He reckons he's only going to be out for two or three weeks. Mm. DC DC disagrees, but <laughs> yeah. wait and see. And um, Barry is sort of he in his head. He's planning for the end of February, around the end of February. That's when he thinks that he'll be back. So that's good. But see what happens. See what yeah. happens in January, as DC said in his post match. And yeah, I think I got the impression it's plan for the worst and hope for the best. Yes, yeah, um, definitely. With that, with Barry, I think they'll bring another player in to replace him regardless. And then if he comes back, he comes back and it just strengthens what we have. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good stuff. Right. Thanks, boys. Um, really good chat that. What I'll do, th- th- for those listening, this is going to be free for everybody to, to, to download this week, for this week only. If you're enjoying this and you're not already signed up to Patreon, please do have a look at that. It's £3 plus VAT a month, and you get this. Uh, you'll get the live Wednesday show as an audio podcast early as well, before everybody else, and plus all of the extra content that we're putting out. Dave Smith Never Existed, which is a quirky show that Nick and Ben do all about stats and, and the, the deep level sort of stuff that may may or may not interest you. I'm not sure. Plus, we've got, interview, plus we've got interviews with um, some ex-footballers coming up, Steve Massey, Mike Payne, um, Spoke to Michael Rains on Saturday. He's going to come on again for an update, and we've got more in the in the pipeline as well. So, so do stick around and, and watch out for those. And they will be for patrons earlier than everybody else. Um, so it's worth you. Plus, watching. if we have any live events, you get priority for patron. You do. Plus, if you're live, if we have, which we have, we've got the Christmas uh, quiz coming up, haven't we? And uh, details will be out very soon for that. So good stuff. Waggy, cheers. Dan, cheers. Cheers, thank you. Roll on you, Paul. Roll on you, Paul. See you later. A person of the century In the clear, clear skies over Edgerly Came a roaring on a thumbnail like it never ends In Stockport County, I've scored their food Out on the pitch, the boys in blue The way you think, call us out West Ham too Forget their fans try Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.